You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. Hi, what's going on? Uh, you know, same old, same old. <laughs> yeah, we might as well just get straight in the episode. Let, there's nothing to really talk about. If there is, we'll talk about it later. Okay. So today, I'm excited. You all should be excited. Because it's my first episode. Jay already talked about it. But it's my first episode talking about Salt Lake City. So I'll catch you up all up on my thoughts, but let's go ahead. The episode is season one, episode three, entitled Everyone Needs a Switzerland. What are you grading this particular episode? Um, I actually enjoy this episode, so I'm willing to give it like a B, B plus. I, I, I liked it. I was thinking B plus, so I'm into that. So she's having a 1920s themed party, and by she, I mean Whitney. Now, to just address who I'm feeling, who I'm not, so we can get that out the way, um, Whitney is my queen. And I like that this show, Jay and I have different perspectives, so this will be great. Whitney, for me, is number one. I There's a lot to the story that I would like to unpack with her, and I'm really hoping the open relationship is one of them. I just really like what she's bringing, the addict father who the crazy wig like I'm just liking that her dancing on the pole in front of her daughter I'm liking all of it so I'm there with that Jen she's everyone's star she is the star I also believe they're grooming her to be center snowflake but she's performative to me in a windy type way which I just feel like she's acknowledging the camera a lot so that Obviously, that makes me not like her as much. Um, then there's Mary, who's fucking her step-granddaddy. I mean, obviously bizarre. I thought she had kind of a good episode. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Um, Lisa, I like her as a villain. Meredith, I'm, I'm not quite getting the Brooks fervor, the fever. I don't know. It's not quite for me. Honestly, my opinion also changed this episode, but continue. I never, I didn't get it in pr- the premiere either, but that's fine. That's, that's okay. And then there, I think Meredith, I mean, I didn't even talk about her, I talked about her son before her. So what does that mean? But hopefully her and Lisa will change in a way. I already like Lisa as a villain, but I, I think Meredith can have a lot more going on because she's a Sag. So, and then there's Heather who I guess will be like the candy, like the, the stable one who will probably last for seasons and seasons was like kind of boring to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so back into reality. So Wendy's having a 1920s themed party at this place where you have it's very gimmicky. You have to go through a bookshelf to get to the part to drink. Da 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 da. Do we still like 1920s themed parties? Is my question. I will say that there is a certain group. That seems to love the 1920s theme. Um, and that's because life was great for them. <laughs> but for us, it was pretty much the same old, same old. So I don't know if I feel like I necessarily gravitate toward the 1920s. Um, the flapper style dresses, to me, aren't appealing. Um, on my shape, at least. So I don't know how that feels to people. Let's 
just hop straight into it. So we start off um, this episode with Whitney. It's the first big scene we have. You know, they show like all the interstitials with everyone to hang out with their fam, which by everybody, that's Lisa and Meredith. But I mean, it's cool. Like if someone says they want to have a, a 1920s theme, like I respect it. It's not very original. Okay. I think they're a little played out. I think people were doing them heavily like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think it should I think it should stop there. Yeah. Just uninspired. Yeah, it's just like uh we could have done any other thing. I would have rather seen you done a pole theme, if I'm being quite honest. We could have done like a Martian theme. How come no one does that? No one yeah. does like alien shit or something. I don't know, sci fi. That's the new hot craze right now too. Yeah, do something futuristic. Yeah. But anyway, she, that's what she decides. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know where you landed on that because I wasn't landing in a happy place yeah. with it. Uh, I didn't even think about it. So I think that says a lot. Like I'm very neutral on it, to be honest. So, yeah. And Whitney's loving this. You can see the heart eyes in her pupils. They're like dilated. She's exuded ex- for this party. So we next see Jen. And we know it's her because she's doing her signature walking through the snow in an open toe shoe. And her driver is her aunt. Did you peep that? No. Yeah, it's on her. I a Tongan aunt named Lahua okay. <laughs> walks her into the house. So I guess she's also like on the payroll aunt, the aunt who drives. She did it show first style. She had the aunt in the front seat and her in the back. Um, so many people on the payroll. A team shot consists of a lot of people. A lot of people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're pulling up. Um, to Heather's house, and Heather's having, I guess, a committee meeting for a baby shower she's throwing for the ladies at the beauty lab. There are five ladies pregnant, all with boys, which is crazy because all the people I know that are pregnant now are also pregnant with boys. What's the deal? And that makes me very sad because, like, if because you know I want a boy, at least one, and I'm like, so should I be getting pregnant now? If the boy energy is in the air, then. <laughs> I feel like I need to capitalize on it when I can. I wonder what Fuck. the deal is. What is what's going on? That means the men that are out here, they need to be replaced. They're trying to yeah, that brand. Means, I don't know who's going to tell them, but they're going bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is survival of the fittest, and you hope it's you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, was I the only one confused by this Range Rover gift? Yeah, when are they supposed to write that? They haven't even had babies yet. Yeah, I guess it's like their when their future child comes and can hold his neck up. <laughs> then he can drive around his little range. But the car is also kind of small, so it feels like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the size of a newborn, but a newborn can't drive that, so who's <laughs> driving that? <laughs> I'm like, like I'm good for like two months like right after he turns one and like right before he turns two maybe that little sweet spot but that's about it because I think after that like and you hope he's petite because my <laughs> nephew wouldn't have fit in that <laughs> one year <laughs> yeah I too was thinking how it's like comically small um but that's what like, I'm like what is this but then I'm like you know what? what do I know maybe I don't know what the kid's you know, height growth rates are going for these days. I was like, well, this car is inappropriate because it's not something they can use instantly when the baby comes out. I mean, if you're going to get them a baby shower present, you could buy this at one year. This can wait. 
what does this mean? Secondly, the size of it. So they can't even use it when they're at the age. <laughs> they can only use it for a day. <laughs> <laughs> they're lucky. <laughs> what is that? I was so glad to get that off my chest. It was bothering me so much. No, me too. I definitely noticed and I thought, hmm. <laughs> like, okay. But, um, in that event, I still think it's crazy to have five people in your single little beauty you know beauty business five people to be uh pregnant at the same time is pretty ridiculous is this a mormon shit it's a pregnancy pack did y'all ever just plan this maybe not the Mm -hmm. boy part but to get pregnant all the same time as a boss i'm just gonna say that's very inconvenient i feel like fuck y'all for doing that but um (laughs) yeah it's definitely fuck you for this but like congratulations yeah but like also great that's nice I don't know. So Heather then like turns this into a monologue where she's talking about her marriage and what it meant for her to be a <laughs> mother. <laughs> and then um, she's mentioning the fact that she's never been in love and she was married to this guy and then he yeah. wanted a divorce but she never loved him and then she had, what was she going to do for her own kids and da da da. So sad to me. So she was married to this man for how many years? It was like 11 or something like that? Yeah. And wasn't in love with him but then also didn't want the divorce i'm like whoa yeah that was what was sad is she but also he had the nerve to get the divorce she was like i was never in love with you anyway so fuck him i mean men don't marry for love which is why it's interesting that he did get a divorce because like and we also had a discussion like men in my opinion just don't tend to marry for love if they do they do they don't most of the time they just don't It's more like, who is in my area? Who am I dating at the time that I'm ready to settle down? Is really kind of how it goes. Yeah. Who's going to help me get to my goal of whatever this goal is? So it is pretty interesting that he's the one that wanted the divorce from the aspect of, I don't, you know, I'm not into you. I don't love you. (laughs) Because it's like, since when is that ever like a, a factor for these men? But. Yeah, especially in the way their culture is set up, you would think he would just keep going along with it, right? I mean, I'm first of all, I'm sure he was cheating anyway, so I'm I'm like, (laughs) I don't. Yeah, you want your pick and eat it too? Like, damn, it's like not to say that he should like continue doing that, but like, was she cheating? Ooh, allegedly. Apparently, she's a fun time girl, according to Lisa. And according to herself, she wishes she was more of a fun time girl back then. So it sounds like she would be that type of girl. Hmm. Hmm. we don't know okay pure speculation here kids so i mean jen talks her off of a ledge and lets her know like you don't have to <laughs> live like that with that burden on you um you're showing your daughters it's okay to be by yourself and right your wrongs kind of getting married in the first place to this guy that you didn't love and it's okay how often has jen had to do that pep talk <laughs> she already like knew like when to say it how to say it I'm not saying get over it, but like, I do want to say that Jen's hair is perfectly quaffed in this scene. It really is. Like, not a curl body wave out of place. Like, this is like pure grade triple A hair. Excellent observation. Her hair does look stunning. And those other ladies are just kind of there to fill the scene. Yeah, pretty much. To make, I guess not make it seem like the cast is her only friend. Um, They didn't really add much to it anyway, but that's fine. Okay. 
So <laughs> the next scene, we go into Meredith at home with Chloe, who's 18. That's her daughter. We do know she had other kids besides Brooks, but also her Brooksy, who is 21. So they show her in the kitchen with Vita Tequila making a mark. And she forgets to put the top on the blender and just shoots the whole thing up. Have you ever forgotten to put the top on a blender? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And listen, and I worked at Starbucks, so I did plenty of blending in my day. And I don't think I ever have. Maybe it wasn't on as tight as it should have been. So there was maybe a little leakage, but I don't think I've ever like completely just said, fuck a lid. (laughs) You bring up a good point. I didn't even think about the fact that we worked at Starbucks. Absolutely. No, I've never had that incident in my life. I was thinking like on the rare times I've blended at home, like that's never happened to me. I I don't blend. Fully worked summers during Frappuccino happy hours. (laughs) Like, how could I forget? Truly, I've made about three fucking sports wraps in one motherfucking blend session. (laughs) So I can assure you, no, I did not forget the lid because that is the most crucial step, if anything. So that was odd that she did that. Was it supposed to like show like, oh, like, oh, the tea house life i don't do these things on my own i'm so sick of people doing that storyline of like oh my god how do you even warm up water it's like that just makes you look incompetent it's not chic it's stupid just you can know how to put a blender like the lid on a blender and still be cool and not work at home and keep up the house she's just so stiff to me and and this is I guess the origin of one of the scenes that makes me, that made me say earlier that I changed my mind on Brooks because he's surprisingly very stiff as well. Yeah. For Um, him to be, for him to be like the resident gay icon, he brings no icon energy to me. Like he seems like very flat, but like it, it's, it's funny if you're actually cracking jokes. He's never cracking jokes. At first, I thought the flatness was just like, because I love a deadpan humor. So I love when people are just like, say something like very flat, but like, you know, it's funny. So I was willing to give it to him that first episode. Plus, you know, you just get swept up in the fucking magic of the first episode. So I was like, okay, like, okay. I can see the potential. But between last episode and this one, I'm just like, he's feeling very duddy. And if at worst, he's actually judgmental. And to me, I'm like, all right, like, uh, you can't be the resident gay icon and be this judgmental also. That's a problem for me personally. Yeah, it doesn't match up. And I don't like that sometimes brand of gay man where they're like, ew, vagina, like, don't do that. We're all adults here and we all have, you know, private parts. Yeah, it just don't do that. it, It was getting really weird. Um, yeah, so Jen actually thinks they have a great relationship, but she's talking about how, like, these kids. <laughs> and I think that's why, I think that's why it bothered me, just before we get, like, really get into it, just because it's just, like, I feel like Jen, you know, she was there because she was lonely because, you know, obviously her husband is has to work overtime to afford all the people that she has on payroll, which is a separate, you know, hmm, discussion, but it. Oh, yeah, guys, I forgot to say her money is fake. So that's also why I'm curious of her. But keep going. Yeah, Jay thinks her money is fake. And so I, I, so, you know, she was coming over to her friend's house to have a good time. And then, like, did she need to do what she did? No, but is that deep? I don't think so either. Yeah, so Jen's just trying to have a good time. It's 
turn up. She's like, give me a mark. Chloe and Brooks. Oh my God, Chloe, you're back in town. I'm so excited to see you. Meredith may have pushed you out of her vagina, but you're my kids. And the whole time, they're just looking like very uncomfortable. And the other thing is, all of us have parents and they have friends, okay? I would never treat my parents' friends like this. Like, visibly be uncomfortable when they, like, do anything. Then just go, get away. I mean, eventually they do get away, but yeah, when you're in front of them, keep it tight, keep it right. It's like, for me, it's like, I don't, because I'm, I'm not looking at this part, but, like, when my mom's friends, they, they want to invite me out. They want to go out on the scene. I'm like, all right, I don't know if I want to do all of that. Because then I might end up in a situation where I would be disrespectful, and I don't want to (laughs) be. And just because, you know, their idea of fun is not my idea of fun, okay? But that being said, like, when they're in my, like, home, and they're in, I'm in their home, like, I would never act like that. Like, like my mom would, like, pull me aside, like, beat my ass, probably. Or not, you know, threaten me, I should say. Did Jen need to be throwing up her legs saying grinder, grinder, grinder? Maybe not. Maybe not. That's so what was she talking about the app? That's what I was thinking. Maybe she's not. What else could it be? Why would you throw up your could legs? It be? Like grinder is not like a word that you use in like daily conversation. I mean, unless you're a smoker. Um yeah, so she's just talking about how they're going to do like high kicks at their sleepover and the song that goes with her high kicks, like we said, it's grinder, grinder, grinder. And it's very clear that she's at an angle so that you don't see her vagina. Just note that she does have on a skirt, but she does it kind of profile style. So you only see the side of her legs. Her vagina is like to the couch. To be fair, so, she also knew it too, because she was like, oh, like I could show you what high kicks are, but like, oh, my vagina's going to be in your face. And then, so she turns herself. And still does this. You definitely can't see her vagina. So I, I, Brooks was like getting on my fucking nerves. I was like, "You and your glossy lip can go downstairs. Relax." Right. So then Brooks is in his confessional, like, and then her vagina was in my face, and I'm like, "Okay, well, it wasn't." I can't believe my mom would ever be friends with somebody like that. I'm like, that was the concerning quality to you, really? Your mom can't like have a friend that cuts loose, and is that cutting loose? First of all, that's not cutting loose, really. And second of all, your mom needs it, okay? Because she was pretty fucking dry her damn self. Now, she is a Sag, so I'm sure that I will be scammed at one point, just like her husband is. Boop. That's why I'm so excited to see her scam. <laughs> I'm so excited She's to see her scam. going to scam me in some way. Lisa's already working on her scam. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. But your mom, right now, currently... In this manifestation, she's fucking dry. So she needs a little grinder, grinder, grinder. I don't know. A little pick-me-up. A little gin shop pick-me-up. So, I mean, whatever. He's hating. And then him and Chloe say they're going to Best Buy, which is random. Was it not, like, nighttime? Yeah, it was that code for, like, we're going away, like, far from here. I don't know. <laughs> you could go with something better? We're going to Best Buy? Um, I don't, so I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means they're going to a party where they drink or what that means but they went out so the next scene we see lisa in her unfurnished home with her two sons (laughs) (laughs) and the one son looked young as fuck to me and suddenly he's getting in the car to drive did he not did he not have the face of a baby he definitely did that backseat when they were shoving fucking baja blast in his face i don't understand like 
how this man has a literal permit, but it's okay. Wow. He <laughs> he looks like he's playing. You know what he reminds me of again? This is very specific. So the crossover is slim. Literally Vincent from Bojack, like the character who is three oh kids, but like stacked up. He looks like that to me. He's hella tall and lanky and has the chi- the face of a child. <laughs> I'm like this man is not an adult. This is Vincent from Bojack. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so he is learning how to drive, and he says he has a great pullout game. Which, like, I don't know if like 15 year olds make that joke with their Mormon mom. Well, she didn't even blink. Yeah, like when the seven year old earlier, who seems to be the feisty one, he was like, "Oh yeah, like thou shall not look at porn," and she didn't think twice. He also said, it. "Thou shall not smoke," and she was like. And so, she didn't even like say like those are not the commandments. <laughs> I was like, "Cause they're not." I'm like, "He made those up, ma'am." But it didn't even face her. So it's also weird that she's the one that goes on this. That's not Mormon kick that Heather seen and and Whitney seem to be feeling judged by. Because I'm like, there's something going on here. That's all. Yeah, this whole Mormon 2.0 is um, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how appropriate all of that is to me. So whatever, she's having fun with the sons. They're driving. He drives to a gas station. Her, you know, her brand is that, you know, I don't even pour myself a glass of soda at home. I have to fucking like go to the store as well. So he's at Seven Eleven to pick her up a Diet Coke with light lemon. Um, I don't really put lemon in a lot of things. Like I barely can get on the lemon water kick um unless it's like hot water so no i wouldn't be doing a lemon in a coke much less a lemon in a diet coke but also i'm not a like a do you put a lemon in a coke i'm assuming it's in the diet to give it flavor or to give it some other dimension i'm okay with a coke getting infused with a flavor but lemon's pretty low on that list (laughs) (laughs) So we get to a scene of Mary. First time we're seeing Mary in this episode. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting down with Meredith, surprisingly enough. Can we talk about her fucking outfit again? Uh, I'm just waiting to see what had these bitches on Watch What Happens Live saying that Mary was the better dresser in the group. I think they associate the price tag with quality versus just looking at it and saying that looks cute or this eccentrism like you know like she does like wear very eccentric pieces so does that to you does that mean like high fashion does that mean like good looks because i um, uh... when she had on that green loofah dress as they called it that was valentino off the runway like what was that with white stockings and it's no concern that she's literally a pastor, but can afford Valentino off the runway. Uh... Okay, and I don't like, <laughs> I mean, I was, I, whatever. I mean, this goes without saying, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, any, or your mouth, I'm sure as well, whatever. Any pastor that lives such a, luxu- a luxurious lifestyle, especially Mary, who's making her storyline is that, She's luxe and can afford a lot of things and she's very rich. Meanwhile, she <laughs> allegedly is like taking all this money and tithing more than 
the usual 10% so she can be able to afford her lifestyle. Like, that's not great. It's just very manipulative. And it's to me, it's actually manipulative to like the nth degree. Like, because this is not no regular like scam, in my opinion. This is not no like, you know, Martha Stewart, Bernie Madoff. Like, I'm giving you like insider stock information. If, to me, this is kind of worse because it involves like a spiritual element to it. Like, you're telling me like I'm I'm gonna go to hell if if I don't you know pay my part in tithes if I don't give back to the Lord. Or you're telling me that me giving back to the Lord means that I'm gonna get you know some sort of blessings on my own or whatever. But I'm really like funding your lifestyle. And then there's people that are going home in the congregation that are not even living half of what she's living you see what i'm saying like but it, it just feels like a, a different level of manipulation to me that spiritual element to me is like really bothersome because i'm like it's like preying on people that are clearly already like down in their luck or feel some type they feel like they're being motivated by like a higher power to do so when in actuality mary just wants this fucking ugly ass green dress from off the runway I'm glad you said that. I was actually going to bring that up during the scene when Whitney's father went. I felt like he was very vulnerable and very susceptible, and he was probably going to become a member. You know, I feel like she was preying mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. his vulnerability in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Also, the fact that it's religion and you're using that to scam people out of money and live this lifestyle. If you just lived a normal middle-class lifestyle and you stayed a little humble I would have no complaints and you could still have a few designer things who who says you can't but to be dripping in it not to say you don't donate but you could donate some of that a lot of it so it it, it just wasn't great but she I mean I mean she's living her truth then finally she admits that she's in a weird situation with the step-grandfather so that was great to hear she's like yeah it was um I lied and said I was on my period for two weeks when mm-hmm. we first got married. And I had to pray every night to get myself to a place of having sex with him, but then it worked out. Huh? <laughs> um, that killed me. <laughs> She's like, I prayed on it. <laughs> he said, I used to lie on my period. And every day he would be like, you still want it? I would be like, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't pull a let me see. You know, uh, oh, some Tom Sandoval shit. <laughs> let's go to the bathroom and let's see. <laughs> yeah, how just fucking disgusting. And then she also reveals that her relationship with her mother is tarnished and ruined and they'll never speak again because her mother felt like she was entitled to the throne and the money and the step-grandfather. Which would have been her stepfather, which takes it in even crazier place. Um, yeah, she... Yeah. My dad was, well, because everyone I'm saying my dad, but he's my stepfather. And so for us watching it, it was kind of like an outer body experience because we were like realizing how fucking nasty that was because I also have a step grandfather. So it would have been like me having to get married to my grandfather or me having a kid and then grooming that kid to marry your dad. My dad, like that's fucking gross. it's just so nasty and so that's why I I feel like there's a lot going on and a lot unsaid I mean obviously but to me it seems like he had to have been grooming her also 
which is a whole other issue because there's just no way that you can be sitting there as my grandfather and then when you're told oh to marry you know to marry your granddaughter you're like okay with it like there's something not right there he must have turned to the grandmother and was like that's the one I want I want her and that's why she ended up also getting the family fortune you see what I'm saying (laughs) but then there's also no sorry we're we're not talking about those theories never mind But all that to say, the Surprise grandfather's Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all that to say, I the the great step grandfather has a few bodies buried as well. But he, um, right? Um, but he, I think he chose Mary. The grandmother may have chosen whoever she chose, but he chose Mary. No, he chose Mary. He said, "That's the one I want." And she said, okay. Or did she say, okay? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It will move on. So, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah, where's the fucking organ? Anyway, so scary ass Mary. She's sitting here with Meredith, and Meredith is, um, she's telling Meredith about how Whitney and her father are coming to the church and how she should join. And Mary says she's down and she'll be attending that church scene later as well. <laughs> and then she also talks about it. And this is why I was like, I kind of, it's not that I like Mary. It's just that like, she brings a lot because all, all of this gets covered. She also brings up the fact that her son now has this girlfriend that he's obsessed with. And she loathes the bitch pretty much. <sighs> The, uh, she's crazy. Um, to say like you hate a, a high schooler, like <laughs> get over yourself. Number one, number two, it's his first girlfriend. Like you know, you get in your first relationship, and it's very teenage love affair, Alicia Keys. Like you know, <laughs> you just you, you just want to consume them almost. Like it's just everything's about them. You know what I mean? And right, he probably got his first handy in the back of a car seat, and when he's like, disgusting. shit, they're underage. And um, and they have sex, so that's just like reality. <laughs> I feel like when Erica was like, "If your daughter's not already having three some she's she knows about it." Like I'm, I'm on that wave. Yeah, that's wrong. Know. But is he getting a hand job from this girlfriend he's obsessed with? Yeah, that's what's going on Probably. there. But I just feel like for her to like, and as we'll later find out, for her to want to send this boy. <laughs> away because of this relationship is in that he used to be in love with her it's just the wording of it was like it's too close to comfort again we already talked about your incestual history or present life I don't know and then to also say like my I was the love of my son's life and then this other woman came and now I hate her I was like whoa evil unmatched it's like she was threatening him almost she definitely was. She definitely did, and she's definitely going through the threat. I don't think it's a threat. I, that's that's one of those. It's not a threat. It's a fucking promise. <laughs> what boarding school is in LA? And quite honestly, it's like by the time you get to like senior year, you know if you're graduating on time or not. Especially in high school. So 
I, I'm not getting that he's falling behind on shit. I'm like, yo, he's already like in 11th grade, halfway through, like, uh, Pacific Coast Academy. <laughs> okay. So is that where he's going? Also, like, he's in the 11th grade. Yeah, like, so 11th grade, he's going to boarding school. You didn't want to pick this up earlier? What is this? No, but this shit, the nerds would be like, oh, like, I want him to finish out this year, and then he'll go. So, like, so it's his senior year. He's supposed to go to boarding school? Hmm? Uh, he's going to graduate. Like, you know what I mean? Like, senior classes are just a joke. Like, you don't really fail them. Yeah, and you get out of school earlier that year. They let you out low-key in, like, December. <laughs> so, it just wasn't making sense to me, but what do I know? But she kept trying to chalk it up to, like, I want him to get into, like, better schools and stuff. And, and like, babe, if he's not getting into Harvard by this year, he's not getting into Harvard, period. Yes, just... the, the gag is, if you haven't performed by the end of your sophomore year, then that's why freshman year is so pain. Like, it, it's, it sucks. Because it's like, that's generally the year you do the worst, but it actually does kind of matter. Freshman and sophomore year. And then, because junior year, you're busy, like, starting to apply to places, or, like, apply to the, what was it, like, the SAT, ACTs? Like, you were trying to, like, get ready to do that kind of shit. Maybe taking AP exams or whatever. So, I'm like, by junior year, it's a little too late. And senior year, you're not doing any work for your GPA whatsoever, because you're already waiting on or accepting your college acceptances. So, I hate to break it to you, but I remember it was all just malarkey. It was all just an excuse for her to send this poor child away because he's giving some attention to somebody else. And I think that's so very, very, very bizarre. Because he's found a companion. I mean, that he actually likes, unlike her. Right. <laughs> because your marriage was arranged, like, don't threaten his life. Also, is this man black? Is her grandfather or husband black? He seems like a black man to me, just a light skinned dude. What are we feeling? He was other. He looked a little Asian in the face to me. I think it's the eyes, and their son has the same eyes. Yeah, I can see what you mean. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We come back from commercial break, and Meredith is receiving a tongue lashing from her son Brooks about bringing sluts over to the house, basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is this is definitely where I was like, yeah, I'm cool on him. Never are you gonna. S-? And she was like. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Yeah, you're, yeah, okay. I was like, bitch, I mean, have some balls. She was very quick to, like, you know, to to tell her husband off when he wanted her phone. And she's like, no. But Brooks is, like, literally, like, being so, like, I can't even think of a word for it. He was just being so aggressive. He was also acting as if, I mean, I hate to bring up the classic black parent thing, but do you pay any fucking bills here? <laughs> I mean, who are you to be demanding who needs to be here, who who doesn't? And then who is she to be like, okay, yeah, that's fine. He's you're I not think- having her over this Saturday because we are hanging out with Chloe. And she was like, okay, yeah, because it's Chloe's last day and she wants time with you. Not this. I'm like, well, first of all, relax. Second of all, first of all, Chloe has friends and I'm sure she's kicking it with them. And then we'll be home later and, be, and say like, hey, what's up, guys? Right. And then second of all. I think the only time it's valid to like listen to your kids say like I don't want the other person in the house is like if that person actually like did something to them. You know what I mean? Jen didn't do anything to you. You're just feeling offended for really no reason. And you just left a bad taste in my mouth, actually. I know I'm dramatic, but it really did. I mean it's true. It just wasn't right. You don't talk to your parents <laughs> like that. I don't like it. Um, so whatever he was doing, and unfortunately again, Meredith is 
like, okay, Brooks, whatever you say, Brooks, for some reason. Yeah, bizarre. Strange. We get to an even stranger scene. It's Mary in her house. Can we talk about the outfit she wears around the house? She has on a green bejeweled headband, like the way you would wear it circa like 2010, where you kind of like slid it down Tumblr style. And oh. then she has a ratty ponytail. She has on a huge Countess Luann like gold necklace. And then a two-piece gray leopard jumpsuit. I mean, gray leopard two-piece set. And then again, once again, there's no part in the hair. There's no part in the hair. She doesn't make an effort to get a part either. It doesn't even seem like she tried. Not only does she not have a part, but then it's so messy. Why is it always like somebody like just, just, just like shook her up? She looks like she went through a windstorm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every time, it's so bizarre to me. If she thinks she looks great. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. I will say that. They do have excellent taste because they're drinking Evian. But anyway, this scene is about the sun. He comes down. It, it was weird. It seems like she never talked to him. Was was I the only one getting that vibe? That she never talks to him? Yeah, the like sun. In general? Yeah. Didn't that seem like, I don't know. It didn't seem like two pa- like a parent and a child talking. They like know each other. You know, they felt very unfamiliar to me. I don't know. It was very bizarre to me. But so she's telling him he's learning bad habits, whatever that means, which, okay. And then you need to go to school in LA. And if we were gone, he's like, I can't go. <laughs> he's like, please, mother, yeah. forgive me for what I've done. Crying, crying out behind his eyes. It's like, I can't, don't send me away, please. I don't know if he knew this was the scene he was filming today. He seemed like, I'm trying to keep my cool here, but like, what's going on? He said, I can't be without my girlfriend. And Mary does some dramatics, like, again, like she's being blown away in the wind. I guess she is blown away in the wind. Yeah, that's like perpetually in a wind tunnel over here. So she is shaking up and she's like, well, and he was like, also you all? He He didn't think, he was like, oh shit, I should have said that first, fuck. Um, he's not passing the test. And then she dismisses him, but that was like the end of the scene. He's too intelligent, but his brain is distracted by this infatuated love, is what she actually said. Which is funny because none of that made sense in a sentence. And it's just very bizarre that that's how you handle your child's first relationship. Sending them to a co ed boarding school? How did that help? Can't he just find somebody else while he's there? I'm so confused. Yeah, like, if it won't be her, it'll be someone else. Yeah, like, what? I mean, he'll be heartbroken and devastated because when you're a teen, you can't get over shit, but he'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, but he's a boy. He'll figure it out. But it's just bizarre. I don't get why we would send him away to boarding school, a co-ed one at that, if our issue is that he's being distracted in this relationship. I don't see how that could proved to be less of a distraction which is why i think mary's lying about something there's something else going on that she wants to send this child away in la of all places i didn't even mean to say la like i was foreign la like all places You're in la <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to la <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um 
but Los Angeles is a fast city, so I don't. Maybe you wanted to send him to a place I don't know, in Park Angeles, City, yeah, Utah. Right. I'm like, this man could go to a weed shop, get smoke up, like go get some shrooms on the fucking pier. Like I don't know, get a fake and go out. Like what are you? What are you talking about? You should send him to somewhere like Salt Lake City, Utah, which is where he is. Oh, he should stay at home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Therefore, you should keep his black ass here. <laughs> I was so confused about what she was losing me, but I don't think she's ever going to have me. You know what I mean? I don't think her. <laughs> she's not for me to have. And that's just, it is what it is. She's quite elusive do, to me. Yeah. I do like her having her on this show though, because she's literally a nut job, but. Mm-hmm. She's so fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> and the dad doesn't say much, of course. I mean, he just stands in the back. Yeah. It, he just. He's making a smoothie. He's drinking an Evian. He's, excuse me, my brother, but he's saying nothing. And then, of course, he's going to talk shit when he leaves. You know how dads are. He also kept calling her Miss Mary, which I didn't like that. It's part of their role play. Uh, I didn't like that at all. Very nasty. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, let's get out of this scene. I'm scared of it. Um, the next scene, we see Jen Shaw doing something that is clearly for the camera. She is doing a dress rehearsal for Whitney's party. No one does that. That's not a thing. Not even an Erica Jane or Dorit Kimsley does something like that. What do you? What is she trying to pull off? Or was it happening? I don't, I don't know. But the scene. No, I actually I skipped a scene. The first scene is Whitney is at church with. Her dad, the the hair maven, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like was covered. It was mentioned on the last episode that he had an addiction to painkillers, and has gone to rehab, and basically it's ruined his life. And so he's trying to get back on track and build himself back up. And he said, "I'm trying to look at it as a blessing. I asked for the rain, and now I got to deal with the mud." Um, that sounded like something like a T.I. or like my brother would say, you know, like some hood. That was a hood. At, like, uh, I was going to say a cuss word saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's excited to be here and they walk in and Meredith is there with her friend, some guy named Jeff. Then we get the service. And this is one of the scenes that I feel like really tipped it over for B plus for me. This scene was wacky. <laughs> <laughs> this scene was insanity. Yeah, to say the least. Okay, so it gets pretty chaotic from here. So I'll try to explain what's happening. We hear some music playing, you know, church, classic. They got the people on stage setting the tone. And the church is clapping. Everyone's standing for Mary's grand entrance. Which, again, I've never been to a church. I've been to some churches. I've never been to a church where you stand and have a standing ovation waiting for the pastor to walk in but okay so that's what's happening with mary and she walks down the aisle and she's clutching her heart she's almost she's humbled by all these people being here for her she can't believe it it me they're here for me i I just love the people i'm just one of you all really so and she starts to talk about in the confessional about how her grandmother passed away um she was the head of the church and now that's what she's doing and so she's filled in for her grandmother um and she knew she had to do this because something was telling her this was her calling so she has a gold microphone (laughs) this is all very curious she has a gold microphone 
and she hasn't really said too many words yet. It's been a lot of like, whoo, ha, ah, So the audience, they're well equipped for this. So they're in there with her. Like everyone's feeling it. Loving it. That's her job. That's what she sells. She's good at it, obviously. Yeah, Meredith has that weird hair on in that confessional where she's talking about how she's Jewish. That wiggy wig. That wiggy wig. And she's just saying, you know, I'm Jewish, so we don't do it like this, but I love it. Mary has on six inch heels, Louboutins to be exact. She's right in her element. She's telling the people that, you know, their God is an awesome God. I don't want. I don't want to say our when it comes to Mary. We don't all pray to the same God, so that's not (laughs) (laughs) not saying our. Sorry, y'all, but she's on a different wave. (laughs) Yeah, she's saying she loves the audience, and again, they're standing the entire time. But she hasn't said, please be seated yet. So there is no seating. But that's any black church, to be fair. Um, it's very rare that you can sit down. And honestly, really? I when I, well, you can sit down when they're really getting into like the thick of the biblical lesson. Yeah, the sermon, you sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at this church, I think it's sermonless. I think she does a lot of just... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just the explanations and... You jump and yeah, you dance and she prays with you and then you go home. It's the praise and worship the whole time. <laughs> praise and worship, no sermon. That's it. Yeah. So these people get no relief. <laughs> it was so crazy to me. And then they cut to some people in the audience who have obviously like been really hit by Mary's preachings. And there's a young lady that's bawling. A couple people bawling. Just her pure presence. Again, unless Bravo's left it on the cutting room floor, we've heard her say nothing at this point. Moving these people to tears, yeah. She is almost godlike in this moment. And (laughs) she walks down from, you know, to her concert stage, and she walks down, she talks to Whitney and her father, and she says she wants to, you know, wrap them in prayer. So Whitney, the father, and then Meredith joins... For some reason, Meredith's friend's not invited, which I thought was odd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's right here. I mean, fuck. Someone throw Jeff in there, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really fucked up. I-, I thought you were inclusive. Again, she shows her ass every chance she gets, but they're praying. And the dad is one of the people that's moved to tears. And that's where I wanted to say she is a con artist. Because she's preying on him and he definitely came back multiple times. And I think he tithed that day. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Fuck her. But yeah, even the prayer for the father is just bring us together, God. It's okay to give up and take over in the name of Jesus. And that and that was it. And that did it. It healed him. And she said heal. Yo, he was like he was so moved. (laughs) I, I was like, wow. He was like biting his lip and clenching his jaw and turning red and just really feeling it i was like i'm glad it's working for him i just wish that it hadn't been this congregation <laughs> yeah they really um pray on the week there but he <laughs> yeah he was definitely moved and really reeling from it it seemed like he's like wow he he was touched she said heal and he snapped out of it you know it's like those sermons <laughs> where you see it's like 
I'm not gay no more. <laughs> I am delivered. It's very much so that. Um, so very crazy scene. So this is the scene I was a little angsty about and already talked about. Jen is doing this very fake um, dress rehearsal for the 1920s party. <laughs> <laughs> um, the signature 1920s Hollywood curl was already her signature look. So, of course, they nailed the hair. The makeup, on the other hand, was questionable at best. Yeah. Well, and the makeup that she has in this confessional, I hate it so so much. The super warm, overpacked bronzer on the cheeks, but then also didn't bring it up to the forehead to even balance it out. I mean, if you're going to go OD on the bronzer, you have to put it everywhere. You cannot just also, put it on your cheeks. We don't... She doesn't need that much bronzer. She literally has some cheek implant fillers. The cheeks, they're they are contoured and up. They're, they're pronounced and up. You don't have to do any more. You don't. The face. The... It's... It's crazy. It's a mask. Yeah, it was giving me very mask vibes when I was watching. There's like 20 people in the room watching her get ready, basically. There's like someone... It was hilarious. It was wild. And then someone brings her shots on like a tray that's filled with like blueberries and green apples cut up, which was so bizarre. And they're just... Everyone's loving it. Someone's doing her nails. Someone's taking pictures of her holding jewelry. Someone's serving the platter. Someone's doing her hair. Someone's doing her makeup. I did notice she was using a KKW palette. Um, and then she has a second assistant in there. And she's telling the second assistant that she woke up this morning to a text from Meredith saying she had to cancel the sleepover because Chloe wanted to spend some time with her after the party. Obviously, she has to lie because Brooks told her she can't have him over. I mean, can't have her over, so she has to pretend it's Chloe. Chloe could give a rat's ass, but anyway, she's saying that that really hurt her, and like Jay had mentioned earlier, she her husband's not around a lot, so she likes to go over Meredith, she says, at least in the story, the storyline is. She likes to go over Meredith's because she's at home a lot by herself. Um, And so she feels hurt that she's not invited to come over and I mean, rightfully so. She's picking up on it. Chloe is not the reason I can't come over. Something's not right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, so that's kind of the end of that scene. It's kind of just to establish that Meredith is not going to have her over for the sleepover. So she's on edge walking into this party. Which is just dumb. Like, people should still have the license to like cancel plans regardless. And, like, we shouldn't take it so personally. Yeah, like, damn, what if she just doesn't want to have you over anymore? Just on her own shit without Brooks. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, in this case, it was because, like, you know, um, other people were poisoning her mind against you. But I feel like, just in general, like, if people cancel plans, like, or try to, we just shouldn't take it so personally. Yeah, every time I've canceled plans, it's been me, not them. (laughs) <laughs> like it's 100% me because if it was you I wouldn't have made plans for you to begin with so you know I should take comfort in that <laughs> what an honor <laughs> so we get to the next scene and it's the baby shower for the five ladies everyone has to wear white Um, something about this is reading cultish to me I don't know if it's all white I don't know if it's all boys I don't know if it's the pregnancy pact I don't know something is scary at this party it's because you know that they're mormon that's it 
And I didn't even mention that in the lineup, and that's number four. So, <laughs> well, they have a lot of disadvantages working, but nonetheless, she's just taking pictures and um, all that in this all-white room, and the ladies are posing with their bellies out. There's one girl who, like, barely has a belly. She's so petite. She's one of those people. And so, next walks in her cousin, my queen, Whitney. She walks in. She's looking so cute. And Jen walks in in, like, an ostrich feather dress and a fur. I mean, what's new? So, the youngest is 21. Because I'm looking at the ages right now. Okay. The 21, 23, 25, 28, and something else. But the youngest is 21. Okay. She keeps saying, they're so young, they're so young. And I'm like, are they? So I wish you wanted to is the 21-year-old. I think the 21-year-old is that, like, the woman with the glasses. Wow. Yeah, that is young. You're right. Because she did keep saying young, young, young. And I didn't know what young meant, but 21 is young. Yeah. I'm like, 25? I mean, I mean, anything under 30, I guess it's just young in general. But I was like, 25 is not that bad. No, 25 you know, is, I, is, sounds amazing for the people that get that chance in life. You know what I mean? Could I do it? Yeah, because <laughs> it would just be more convenient to get it over with at that point. I wonder what the situation of all the BDs are. How many are married and how many are boyfriends? 21, yeah. 21's young. Very young. They'll never give us the answers. <laughs> um, And then she's like, go play games. And this, so they just randomly start playing games and she has a scene off to the side. And she right. um is talking about, well, she, does she get that speech first? Because that speech was bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like... It's not going to be easy. You don't have to be perfect. I'm like, well, damn, bitch. It feels like a projection. She was like, you're going to be a shit mom, and it's okay because we're all shit mothers. And I was like, wait, what? She's like, if anybody tells you it's easy, they lie. It's not. It's hard as fuck. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, damn, bitch. That's not what people want to hear their first pregnancy, okay? Like, yeah, tell the truth, but also, like, relax. She said, you don't have to be good at it. None of us are. What does that mean? Maybe you shouldn't have been hosting in the the state of mind you're in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it feels like you're taking a lot of this on as if you're having children. And it sounds like you're having your own regrets. I don't know. Yeah, we could have relegated this task to someone else. I don't know. But Hmm. you could have split the bill. But geez, Louise. So, yeah, so she tells him to play games and she has the scene over to the side with Whitney and Jen. Basically what is revealed, Whitney she's a little shit stir so she brings up that she went to church with Meredith at Mary's church. That sets Jen off. She's Mm -hmm. so freaking pissed that Meredith as her friend would go to Mary's church. Now where do you land on church gate that like basically i'm sorry so that jen's mad that whitney went to mary's church is that what i'm getting from that that meredith went i guess she's fine with whitney going because whitney and mary are good friends but she's sick that meredith would go with her friend and then on top of it not inviting her i mean like disinviting her i think she's feeling in a place yeah i think it's just because she's feeling some way about the invite disinvite which is fair because, like, your intuition on this particular instance is right. Like, you know, something did go down as to why she disinvited you. But do I think it's it needs to turn into a, a versus 
this versus that type of situation? Absolutely not. And that's where the Switzerland comment comes in from earlier. Because Heather then referred Jesus, to the as, block is hot on your side. Sorry, that was so distracting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would mute it if I could, but... Uh... And that's where the Switzerland comment comes in because like Heather refers to Meredith as Switzerland. She's like, no, she's just, you know, going between everybody. Like, it's not... Everyone needs a Switzerland. Yeah, I don't know if I would give it much credence that she went. Especially because like Meredith said herself, she's not even Christian. She's Jewish. She was going to appease Mary, clearly. But Jen is ready to jump on any drama. So she hears that. She figures out a storyline that'll work. And she's like, okay, I'm leaning into this. And she already has her eyes clearly set on Mary. Mary's an easy target and she wants to take Mary down. So she's cool. (laughs) She's cool with try to, you know, get mad at Meredith over Mary. So, and she keeps calling her Mary M. Cosby, which I think is fun, kind of funny. And that's how I found her on Instagram, too. She is literally Mary M. Cosby on Instagram. And you all, weird development. I already told Jay this, but you can't tag Mary on Instagram. I've never seen that on a housewife. Like, most housewives love their name in anything. All press is good press to them. But Mary said, mm-mm. That's how you know she's dark. So, Jen declares that everybody needs to pick a side and vote. Um, it's her versus her over the hospital comment, and that's just what it is. So, really shocking how she turned it into all that, but... I like Jen, but this contrived beef thing that she's doing is, like... Unappealing. Yeah. So, we come back from the final commercial break, and we're in Lisa's closet, and it seems like she's the opposite of Jen. She has not prepared for this party at all. She's pulling out, like, a disco top, being like, should I wear this tonight? Like, no. No, that's not the theme. <laughs> um, and if you're going to go off theme, just play it safe. Why would you wear, like, something from a different decade? Like, a noticeably different decade. Like, uh... Okay. Um, then they show Whitney, and then just know she's in character for the rest of the night. Whitney is fully into this. She, her husband's kind of getting turned on by her playing around in these outfits, da-da-da. And Jen walks out, and she's about to make herself cry. She looks so beautiful, and the team is all there to applaud her when she walks out in her outfit. Was that 20s? Um, not really. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, a little shocked that she made all this hoopla out of her outfit, and then she walked out, and I'm like, okay, what is that's not exactly on theme either. Um, and then they cut to Whitney again. And then they give us a new confessional look from Whitney where she has this red lip and a pink dress. And it looks like she just came from the beauty lab. Her eyebrows are lifted to the high heavens and they look like laminated to her face. Did you see that? Yeah. It was yeah. so scary. Suddenly her forehead looks huge. It's like her whole face changed. Over whatever work she got done at her cousin's spot. It looks crazy. She must have just gotten off the fucking table. And I'm like, you needed a couple of days rest. Before you let that shit settle in. Before you were on this confessional. But... Wow, actually, like, fuck Heather for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Not fuck Heather. Heather herself. I don't know if it's because the staffing is down. Because the ladies are out. Or what the deal is. But whoever that is, fucked Whitney up so bad. And they hate her. 
and she hates herself because she went to the confession. I mean, she couldn't not go, I guess. It was work, so whatever. I don't know. That was really disturbing to me. And we walk into the party, and everyone's kind of coming in. Whitney has on a gold dress with a feather boa. I mean, her hair is really 20s. I don't know about the dress and the pumps. Yeah. Everyone just put a clip in their hair just to be safe to cover it. And that's fine. Um, Meredith is not on theme. I mean, that's not shocking. Her and Lisa revealed they were shopping out of their closet, so they weren't going to land it. Heather did a, a good job. Um, hold on, I'm trying to get to that part. Oh my God, Whitney's eyebrows look crazy. <laughs> so I can't believe that happened to her. And like her that. forehead has never looked bigger. Like that's what I'm like. How did her? How did that change her whole structure of her face? How did her for like did someone did she get like a hairline something that day as well? <laughs> what the hell is going on? Uh side note, I think Teresa Judas got those pedo like those P- I don't know if you say pedo or PDO threads. She definitely got them. Yeah, she did. I'm looking at her and it was looking very feline. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, it's killer. They only show her like sitting down and she has on you know, the appropriate fur, and she has on the head, sh- the head shit, and the- a red lip. She looks okay. cute. Well, I don't, for some reason, I'm not seeing her. I'm, so, I'm just gonna lie. I hate that Bravo didn't show her so much that you didn't even get to see her at this part. <laughs> yeah, like, why, why do I keep missing her? Yeah, I like Heather's outfit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just context, guys, she has no idea what the outfit looks like. Anyway, so... <laughs> um... Basically, the party then goes even more off theme. There's strippers coming out of the woodworks at this event. Like, where did they... I did not see that coming for this event. Especially the guy that was just as a cowboy who ripped off his jeans. It was the way he, like, swung his ass back. And ripped off his fucking jeans. I was was crying. (laughs) It was wild. And I'm like, what is this? Oh my god! Like, you seem to love, you seem to love a um a stripper. Yeah, Lisa made that comment, yeah. which um Lisa is obviously clocking everything sexual that Meredith, I mean, what that Whitney does to hold it against her. She yeah. does not like the sexual being that Whitney is. And I, wow, I was just really stunned that those are the people on the docket to perform that night I, didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know and then there was also like a lot of other people in this event it wasn't like a private party There's it was a lot going on everything in this franchise is just bizarre to me it's just things i've never seen and i can't tell if it's because it's like their first season you know and first season there's always interesting things that go down or if it's because they're in salt lake city like what is going on I haven't been able to crack the case. I guess we'll just have to continue to watch and see how much weirder it can get. I would love to see, like, when they kick people off and bring new people on, how weird those people are as well. I, The friends of, I mean, it seems like a Salt Lake City thing. It just seems like this franchise, I don't remember ever watching a series premiere being like, they're they're weird. Like, you think other things, but not, what the fuck is going on? What is this? Right. But I love it. It's a new brand of something. We've never seen anything like this. Uh, so yeah, so basically Jen walks in and she has people carrying her train. This is all part of her scene. Uh, 
and she, you know, a showstopper. And when she first walks in, the first thing she clocks is that Mary's having a conversation with Meredith and she loses her shit over it. Okay. I'm like, damn, she can't even talk to the bitch anymore. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> Bizarre. Because you would not have been as bothered if she had just invited you to her damn sleepover. Yeah, she didn't know you were walking in for her to be like, let me not be near Mary right now to greet her. I mean, who is she to know? I don't know, but that feeds into her narrative, so that's what she's sticking with. And yeah, so we've seen a lot of scenes from this in the trailer. That classic scene where it's like, you're going to be on Mary's side who fucks her grandfather? Like, that is from this. So we have that to look forward to. And it looks like Jen unravels next week. And we also kept seeing that scene in the trailer where Meredith, like, scoots away from her. And she's like, I'm disengaging. I'm not interested. So all of that will be next week at this party between Meredith and Jen. And Jen is seen storming out of the party, like, almost like how, like, some back alley type shit. They see her, like, running away, and she's losing it. I want to go fucking home. Um, So... (laughs) (laughs) then they show her the next morning or a couple days after I don't know and she's sitting there with Heather and she's saying like yeah I 100% feel lonely I'm lashing out my dad died a year ago today or like this is the anniversary of his death around this time right wow that development was interesting I don't know if it has anything to do with you hating Mary but okay (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately I'm gonna go out on a limb and say nothing at all but uh Uh, yeah not to say you're pulling the dad car like they would say on vpr we reference vpr so much oh my gosh um not to say that but yeah so (laughs) no because james was really pulling the dad card i was i can't even feel me i'm sorry he loved that card he made it a card never before had it been a thing when he brought the urn i think that's when i realized this man is He said that he took his dad on Sunday drives with him and put him in the passenger seat, buckled him up on an urn, in an urn, and like had good days with his dad. That's okay. This is okay. Where I'm getting punked. Where are the cameras? You're fucking playing with me right now. Get the fuck out of here. Unless there's footage of you actually doing this shit. I don't want to fucking hear it. Okay, you're fake as shit. Because he never really alluded to his dad any other time before that, and also. His dad wasn't even on the show like his mom was. Like, well, all of a sudden, I'm going to have to give it to Mary because I feel like we we learned a, a couple more layers. She peeled back a couple more layers. You're his number one fan. I'm just, uh, okay. Right. Lala had talked a lot about her family before that. So it, not to say it excused it, but it at least gave context. Like, oh, we do know that she is close with her family. Jax made it seem like he was a lone wolf in this world, a savage tearing through towns, naming himself different shit, and, like, rebranding. And, oh, yeah, like, sometimes I have a family. And then all of a sudden, his dad was his world, and he talked to him every day. Exactly. He seemed like a fatherless child. I'm going to be quite honest, anyway. But, nonetheless, that has nothing to do with this show. And that's kind of it for the scenes for next week. Um, and that leads to the weekly question who's your housewife on display we also got to see her in her element a little bit 
and it's exactly what I would have imagined. Um, and I, like I said, I think there's more there, more uncovered with her. Yeah, and I totally agree. Um, kind of at the top, I mentioned, I thought she had a good episode, which is weird for her because it's all relative. I don't think she's ever going to have a great episode, but for her, this was a good episode. So, Mary, it's you, baby. Um, now, do you have any breaking news? The only thing I want to mention is apparently last night, there was a couple of boxing matches that happened. One of which was Mike Tyson. He's actually coming out of retirement and he fought last night. Yeah, um, I was invited to a party again. I thought it was COVID. I'm not coming to a boxing party at somebody's house, but like that sounds awesome. Right. And it was a draw between Mike Tyson. I forgot the other guy, like Roy or something like that. Who cares? The real thing that I want to talk about is this Nate Robinson cat who, for some reason, was fighting Jake Paul? <laughs> and more, moreover, actually what was mostly disturbing was that he not only lost to Jake Paul, oh but lost within the first round within, like, the first, like, couple of minutes. It was fully, basically, KO'd. And like KO, like, and obviously, you know, Twitter's mean. So there's plenty of memes of this poor, poor man just laid the fuck out on the ground. I hate that for so many reasons. I hate that he was I hate black. That for so, it could have been any other white man but Jake Paul. And- I, right, I hate that it was Jake Paul. I hate that he was black. I hate that he was also like 36 or something like that. He was also like, Jake's young. You should just knock Jake out. Jake is a loser and he just got into boxing for like the heck of it and you're gonna really let him do this i just didn't understand how that had happened um and i guess i mean you know nate didn't either but the people commenting under his post saying wake up and all sorts of other things first of all fuck y'all all right he's up he knows what happened okay he knows what happened he's up second of all why did he do this? Why was Jake Paul there? Like, I have so many questions. Why are these two people of all people? It's so disappointing. It's just very disturbing. He could have just stayed the really short guy that was great at basketball. And that's it. <laughs> that's a great storyline. You should have kept that one. In lighter news. Yeah. This is not quite breaking. So, I mean, not say that, but. Candy's opened up another restaurant. Oh, Jesus. And it's Blaze Steak and Seafood? (laughs) (laughs) She has too much money and time on her hands, clearly. Blaze Steak and Seafood? The pictures of the food, it just looked like a whole bunch of beige shit, like, just stacked on top of each other. It didn't look appealing. They haven't gotten, like, the plating down or anything, clearly. It would be, like, prawns on top of, like, brown rice on top of, like, mashed potatoes type shit like that kind of coloring right it was unappealing to the eye also during the pandemic right opening up a restaurant in the middle of the pandemic i mean i mean you're in atlanta so there is no pandemic there but i right i think if anything that is a testament to how people in fucking atlanta are treating this pandemic as if it doesn't exist um I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, renting or buying a space and 
hiring people was easier, if not cheaper right now. So it, it really kind of is, I mean, it always is a money game and it's always a, if you got the money, then you're winning. But I think right now it's especially if you have the capital, then you're winning. So I think she was just able to buy property for even cheaper, hire people that are desperate in need for work. And that's it. Do I need to move to Atlanta? It's crossed my mind a few times, personally. Right? I'm just, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people moving there. Yeah, I was really anti it for quite some time, but I, I'm, I'm softer to it now than I was before. I'll put it that way. I didn't realize it was going to be that much of like a hot spot. I mean, it's and been it, a hot spot, but I didn't think it was where I needed to be. It's been a hot spot, but not in terms of like being a single woman. I didn't think a single woman looking for a single man, I should say. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. But it's getting rave reviews, so that's just, um, I just have to make note of that. Um, um yeah, and Lanethia's bar is not open, but the name of it is called the Lanethia. Okay. Kind of uninspiring, but it's fine. That's actually a horrible name for a venue, but. And then you call it the Lanethia. I don't know. Yeah, I'm about to go down to the Lanethia. Like, what are we supposed to call it the nini for short or something it's a time like it sounds like a fucking battleship <laughs> <laughs> back in 1919 the lanithia like it doesn't sound like i don't know like shot bombs in vietnam like it sounds like crazy huh. i don't know I don't, I don't know what the deal is with that, but she's clearly like, I don't We've lost touch with her and she's lost touch with us. That's not what the people would ask for from a bar. She's trying to keep herself afloat because she will not be on Housewives anymore. So she needs to come up with other money making ways. And I can't really blame her for that. Hustle on, Hustler, but I won't be going there. (laughs) And yeah, that's kind of it for me. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else you really want to say before we end this year? I don't think so. But everyone, just know we, we will be recording and posting more than we are right now. You know, it was the holidays slash it was my finals week. But now, you know, I just don't got nothing to do. Well, I don't have anything to do. So do not fret. 